Welcome to All Things Being Cyber, a podcast where we aim to inform and entertain. We'll connect with vendors, security engineers, and most importantly, the ones fighting the good fight every day. Yeah, you know who you are. So grab yourself a drink, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Welcome back, everyone, for another episode of All Things Being Cyber. I'm Jim Janulis from Source44 Security, and with me are... Paul Manikas, also from Source44 Security. And Gerard DeFreitas. Thank you for joining us again, and hopefully you've had a chance to listen to previous episodes. Today's actually going to be a pretty exciting one. Um, I guess for all intents and purposes, it's going to be a little bit focused around Source44 Security, and I'll tell you why. Um, we obviously were acquired uh, December 1st of 2020 by Well Health Technology, so we are going to have... Hamid Shabazi, who's going to join us today. Uh, we're also going to have Secura join us today. So uh, they were the first IT company that was uh, acquired by Well Health uh, in the month of August, I believe, of last year. So prior to us, we're going to talk to them and discuss uh, how the transition's been for them, their area of expertise. So they kind of work hand in hand with Source44 Security, but I'll let their team discuss that, give you a little history of what they do. And then we're going to have uh, Hamid join us as well. Give us his vision, why IT cybersecurity, um, why he went down that path, sort of his vision for Well Health, uh, because they've obviously made a bunch of other acquisitions in the meantime. Gentlemen, anything to add at the round table while we get there? We're, oh, we're also going to have, I can't believe I forgot this guy because we share the same last name, Peter Janoulis, who is co-founder of Source44 Security. Um, we'll probably discuss a little bit about his uh, dynamic personality first and foremost. Mama. Um, what the f- Oh my God! He yeah. just did that. <laughs> We're really in and, the presence of and, greatness today. And, and the uh, the twelve year journey of Source Forty Four, how we got to this point, and how we continue on since the acquisition. Uh, so, Peter, thank you very much for joining. You can say hi now. Oh, hello, hello there. Happy uh, to have you here, Peter. Well, that's great to hear, man. <laughs> <laughs> you should have heard the Thanks previous. Thanks for episode. inviting me on the ninth, on on your the ninth own episode show. of this podcast. Yeah, we kind of wanted to show you what we were up to, what these expenses you were receiving for the podcast really looked like. So we thought we'd give you a little insight to the uh, the setup. That's Wells' problem now when it comes to expenses. <laughs> we'll, we'll edit that part. All right, uh, Gerard, anything to add to the roundtable before we uh, move on to the next segment? No, we just want to talk to Pete a little bit and see kind of what's going on with Source44, what's happening with Pete Giannoulis. Since the acquisition, been really, really busy uh, integrating the companies w- uh, with Wells Backend um, and being involved with the, the management team there on a ton of different levels from finance to, to IT and so on, um, you know, and being thrown into the mix from a cybersecurity perspective on the Well Health side as well. Um, and then managing the company, the operations day in and day out, which, uh, Gerard, you kind of helped me do a lot. And uh, just managing the boys, man, making sure we continue moving forward. And uh, right now, with regard to, you know, quarter over quarter, we're growing as a company, which is awesome. Um, looking at new technologies, again, don't know when we're going to introduce them to the market, but a lot of good things going on. No complaints. So, Pete, one of the big questions we always get asked, and especially at the beginning when when the acquisition first went through was... So is Source44 going to change their focus? Or are you guys just going to work in healthcare? You know, and we've, we've tried to reassure people that business as usual, but maybe you want to speak to that. The, the agenda that I got uh, from the first time we spoke, even before the acquisition, is business as usual. You know, I think we're going to be adding a lot more customers, but our focus is going to stay on cybersecurity. That's what we do best. There's no, I don't think there's a point to kind of lean us towards anything else that we don't know how to do. We, do, we have, uh, you know, over a decade of success doing what we do and we're going to continue to do that and then obviously we're going to be doing a lot more for uh healthcare organizations as well 
Yeah, one of the big focuses we have with with Well Health is is our managed service uh, offering that we're we provide to you know every customer that wants it. But uh, the Well Health team is 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 helping us look into expanding that. So before we get uh, maybe some sort of indication from Hamid and what his plans were and what they are, and hopefully we get some uh, inside information there that he can share with us. But why do you think Well Health? started to look at or contemplate? Like, when did that light bulb go on maybe for Hamid? And then what has he shared with you up until now? Like, why would he venture to cybersecurity? You know, you, you can look at it from this perspective. Cybersecurity has been a hot market for 20 years, right? And it continues to, to grow, um, whether that is in the vendor space uh, from a public company perspective, or you look at, you know, solutions providers slash resellers and so on, right? We've grown as we've seen in our numbers year over year, a little bit with headcount, but a lot with revenues and profits. So I think in, in Hom, and I don't want to speak for him, obviously he's going to, he's going to get into this himself, but um, I think there's growth there. I think it's a hot market, but more importantly, healthcare has always been the area that suffers the most with security, right? They're the ones that are targeted the most because they have a lot of valuable information. A lot of healthcare organizations don't have huge budgets, especially. So instead of seeking the help of cybersecurity companies, we'll just buy one. That's exactly <laughs> it, right? So you buy one, you introduce them to well health customers, clinics, and so on. Um, you know, And now that we're moving into the US with the recent acquisition of CRH, for me personally, it just, it just makes sense, right? You know, I think the uh, Sykura team previous to their acquisition did a lot of work for well health from a penetration testing perspective. Yeah, they, that, that, just that's made what, sense. Yeah, it just made sense, right? And I, that's how the introduction between uh, uh, Source44 and security, myself and Hamid, happened. Ian, from, Ian, who is the CEO for, for Secura, in, introduced us. And we started talking and, you know, we spent a couple of weeks just kind of getting a feel for each other. And, you know, after that... You may want to be careful with your wording there. Well, not that kind of feel, but, you know, <laughs> uh, <coughs> excuse me, just got to know each other and it worked out great. Hamid's a great guy. The management team is great. Um, they've got a lot of huge plans that, you know, I'm not even aware of. They're doing a lot of big things, you know? I think even from a day to day, like from my account anyway, um, nothing's really changed. We still look after our clients. We still consult, uh, engage our engineers, uh, who've done a great job during this busy time. But I think from day to day, we haven't been impacted at all. We do our, uh, we do our jobs. Um, our customers have not really seen any changes from our end and we can still service all our customers at the same level that they expect. So I'm pretty happy about that. From the same side of the same coin there, Pete, what made you want to partner up with Hamid and with Well? I, I know there's a lot of different companies were coming our way Retirement? saying, hey, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 no. There's, there's got to be some driving factors I'm there. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Man. So we had, uh, previous to speaking with Well, we had, you know, companies over the years approach us and, you know, it just, it never felt right. The, the situation with Well, for, for me personally, and for the guys, like all the people that work for Source44 was, are we going to fit? Right. And I never really wanted to be swallowed up by a competitor because I knew that, you know, in a lot of instances like that, most of the people are laid off or let go. Or, it would impact us more. Yeah, it would impact us a lot. And with Well, they, they came in and said, no, we, we want really smart people who run great, successful companies and we'll leave you alone, do your thing. The first few months have been really busy from that perspective and in integrating the companies. But now it's like, you guys don't see much. I, I take on my monthly meetings. We discuss numbers, blah, 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 direction. And we keep running Source44. We're still Source44 security. I think we're going to stay that way for a while. Yeah, that, that's basically it. I got, I got a good feel from Hamid was the first guy I ever spoke to, right? Ian told me from Secure, that is, that, well, health, Hamid, cool people, you should talk to them. I said, okay. 
And uh, I got the same vibe from Hamid. And then from there, I spoke to other people in his management team and it kind of just snowballed. Compound, effect, right? Nice. Yeah. yeah. We want you to hang around, uh, Pete, obviously, for the rest of the episode. We have Saikura up next. We're just going to get them on the line. So until then, hang tight. Oh, it's commercial time. Chard's making me do commercials again. Because he knows how much I hate commercials. And you know what? I don't even know why I hate commercials. Source 44 Security. You know what we do. www.source44.net. Welcome back from a quick commercial break. Uh, Before we get to our guests, let's get into some news. That was informative. Uh, (laughs) All jokes aside, uh, we've got an action-packed episode for you today, so we're going to forego the news and let's jump into the interviews. All right, next up, we have our sister company, Saikura. Uh, I'd like to introduce very special guests. We have Ian Patterson, the CEO, and Melinda Coltar, the VP of Cybersecurity Services. Are you guys on the line? Hi there, we're here. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, wanted to give the listeners just a brief intro to uh, who Saikura is and how we are uh, working together under Well. So if you want to give a quick introduction, we'll take things from there. Sure. Uh, thank you. It's super fun to be doing this with you guys. Look forward to doing hopefully more of these. So we are Saikura. We are a boutique cybersecurity company based out of Toronto. We are focused on primarily uh, technical security assessment services. Usually people will call that a sense of security. We like to think of ourselves as specialized uh, penetration testing company. Um, we do some more advanced things like red teams. Uh, we do a lot of proactive services. Our view of the world is really getting in front of the problems, trying to understand what the actual technical realities for companies are, help them identify vulnerabilities, and, uh, and then give them meaningful ways to remediate them. And we do that through uh, our service offerings which uh, Melinda, my uh, my co-leader of the company and uh, our VP of services put together. So Melinda, maybe want to introduce yourself and explain the services a little bit and, and kind of how we help people. Sure. Thanks, Ian. So as has been mentioned, I am the VP of services here at Zykira. And that is a role that has a, a number of moving parts. As Ian said, we take a more offensive approach to our security assessments, trying to make sure that the results that we're producing for our clients are really true and tailored to our clients' environment and their reality so that the output is as meaningful for them as possible. Um, So on my end, I oversee the technical team, so our security researchers who execute on our engagements, and I also oversee the project management office. And our project management office has always worked very closely with the technical team to make sure we have that kind of very tight synergy that allows for a, a really sort of flawless execution of our engagements to make sure that we are addressing all the client's needs and that we are producing the most meaningful results possible. So whether it is the more offensive services like penetration testing or red teams or even our training and GRC services, we make sure that we have that really cohesive approach to our delivery from start to finish. That's fantastic. Thanks, guys. So you mentioned training. I know about the penetration testing and, and, and the assessment side of things that you do. What, what type of training? I, I don't know if I've just misunderstood, or can you tell us a little bit more about that? Sure. So our training falls into two main categories, I'll say. We have training that has been put together for secure SDLC. 
So what we do is we educate developers on the common types of vulnerabilities, how to identify them, how to mitigate or remediate them. This is training that's applicable regardless of your tech stack and regardless of the language that you're coding in. Obviously, for some vulnerabilities to be exploited to their fullest, it will depend a little bit on the language they're written in, but the majority of vulnerabilities and how they're exploited are really quite language agnostic. So we focus on educating developers on the theory behind vulnerabilities and secure development. And then we also have a hands-on training component where we allow developers to take more of a hacker-centric approach to testing vulnerable applications just so that they can understand not only how they could go about testing their own code, but just the lens through which an attacker looks at an application to see if they can exploit it. So that's one side of our training. And then the other side of our training is more around incident response preparedness. And that happens in the form of a review of our clients' incident response materials and then guided tabletop exercises so that we can run them through various incident or breach scenarios and work with their team to identify any gaps in their response process. You know what? Honestly, I, I didn't know that about Secura, so thank you for that uh, and elaborating. Um, I Like I said, I, honestly, Peter has uh, told us uh, some of the services that you do provide, but I was not aware of the training. So I think that's great. Um, informing customers not only uh, through your assessments and whatnot, but uh, kind of, I guess, building them up for some success, really, and, 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 and educate them in that sense. So thank you for that. Yeah, I think that approach is really important, too, um, really getting them in the mind of of what an attacker might do um, and training them from that perspective. That's fantastic. Yeah, we, we had thought that too. What we really identified was that in only taking the offensive approach, you know, we were giving our clients a sense of what their risks were and how to go about remediating them. But we really didn't get to do justice to the other side of the spectrum, which is how do you prevent it? How do you get ahead of what your issues could be in such a way that you're being proactive about your security posture? So our training naturally developed out of our desire to, to cover that sort of end-to-end security need. Another follow-up question before we get into how we're integrating with Well, uh, what have you seen from a pen testing perspective over the last year? I know with COVID has made things a little bit more difficult in terms of going on site for engagements or anything of that nature. Uh, how are things have been for you guys from that perspective? Uh, I would say business-wise, things have been steady, if not ramping up. There's been a lot of push, obviously, in the healthcare space, which is you know, obviously opportunistic uh, or very synergistic with uh, with us being part of well you know a big ramp up in the healthcare space around telehealth around bringing healthcare into the community because of covid but we've also seen that in other industries so we're seeing more companies come online that are moving their services into a you know be it a SaaS model or some sort of remote model so when it comes to pen testing the the companies that are security concern, security focus are reaching out and having us do that work. In terms of the remoteness of, of things and not being able to go on site, primarily a lot of the work we do is remote. It, it's, it's only during, say, red team assessments where it's important to have access to a customer facility uh, or if we're trying to do like a social engineering type of engagement where we might go on site. Otherwise, we can, we can work remotely and, and we're not really required to, to, to be on site. We have had to pass on some work where the customer requirement was 100% on site because uh, it's a secure environment. 
Um, and we just, as an organization, made that decision as management that we weren't comfortable sending our employees into, you know, an, an environment that we can't control uh, during this time. Melinda, did you want to add to that at all or talk about any of the uh, trends that we've seen? I think from a business and operational side, you've covered it. But I will add that in the past year, in terms of the nature of some of our engagements, I'd say obviously there's been a, a pretty heavy shift towards assessments geared towards customers who have a heavy BYOD sort of environment and where their workforce is now quite dispersed and there's much less control around what assets are accessing customer data and organizational data. So there's been a big push around trying to secure a a sort of dispersed workforce right now. Um, So we're seeing a lot of our pen tests take that kind of lens and that kind of focus. So, of course, doing our usual work, looking at application security and corporate infrastructure, cloud security, all of those things, but with that additional layer now of what are the, the new elements to consider or double down on, given the factors presented by COVID? So I'd say that's the only other trend we're really seeing. Well, again, once again, uh, more information than I had about Sykera. So that's great. Looking forward to obviously working, uh, I guess, together and in, in more opportunities. And uh, I want to thank your team up until now for introducing us to some of your clients who you've been able to have initial conversations with from a security perspective and possibly consulting on that side with technologies that tie into uh, some of their projects. But here's one last question before we kind of wrap up what we're doing here. Early 2020, I'm guessing, I know things sort of started to come together with, well, I guess it was announced or made official August of last year, correct, Peter? Yes. So my question to you is this, you're doing some work with well, I guess that's how they were familiar with well health. Uh, Ian, am I correct Uh, there with that? It's a good news story. It's kind of the best news story um, where your customer likes what you do for them so much that they turn around and buy you. <laughs> well, yeah. So this is what I was going to ask. I was leading to that. I just want to make sure I had my facts straight where you're doing some work for a customer and they turn around and say, hey, why don't you join the Well Health family? Why don't you tell us a little bit about internally the discussions with you and your team, how you kind of came together as a team to discuss, hey, somebody wants us to join this part. What were the discussions inside? What were the thoughts and, and leading up to that final Hey, we are going to join um, the Well Health yeah, family. Yeah, no, great question. Uh, it, it's a decision that was made collaboratively inside the organization. Melinda, myself, um, and some of the other uh, members of the security team, we actually had a couple different offers out uh, to acquire us. You know, we, we had to make a decision around where we thought the best future for Secure was. Well had been contracting us to do M&A due diligence work on other assets they were acquiring, primarily healthcare companies. We already had really good healthcare expertise. Both Melinda and myself come from a healthcare background. We uh, worked together at eHealth Ontario for a time. Um, I've also worked in a hospital setting. So there was a lot of good synergy organizationally, and we had a chance to look at what the roadmap for Well looked like and the, the momentum that that company had um, in terms of growth and what they were planning on doing. We just decided that Well felt like the best place for Sakura to grow and thrive. And, and you know, I, I think we picked the, picked the winner um, in terms of a leadership team that has a good vision of the future and, and has a good plan to, uh, to grow the cybersecurity division uh, under the broader umbrella uh, of, of the well organization. I would just add perhaps that we definitely, as Ian mentioned, we considered the overall vision of well, we considered 
sort of the nature of the organization, direction they were going, but also a big factor for us was whomever acquires us, are they going to let us still be Saikira, you know, um, stick to what makes us who we are, or is there going to be this big shift in how we operate, what our what our brand really comes to represent, and, you know, are we going to stop being what we have been to clients over the years, you know, because we've, we've spent a lot of time cultivating that and developing our relationships with our clients, and, you know, we care about our clients, so that was one of our big considerations, and in our discussions with Well, we determined that, you know, of course, we'd be growing with them, but they had no intention of really stopping us from being who and what we were. And I think that was a big deciding factor as well. Yeah, I think you've uh, you hit that exactly where Source 44 kind of sat with that when we were discussing things internally. Uh, we share the same sentiments. We're like, hey, we like Wells' uh, roadmap. And you know what? We need to make sure that they will let us continue operating and, and service our clients and growing as we have for the last 12 years. So yeah, I agreed. I think we're on the same page there. So I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to leave the gentlemen around the table here to see if they want to sign off and say anything. But I want to thank you for joining us and, and I look forward to working with you some more in the future. Thanks, guys. Uh, Jim didn't really let me talk too much. But uh, we'll <laughs> but that talk. was the goal. Jar told me not to. It's it's not very nice. I like talking to Melinda and Ian. But anyway, guys, thanks very much. That was very informative. And we'll talk to you guys great. very soon. Absolutely. Thanks for having Good. us, guys. Have a good one. Thank you. This podcast has been brought to you by Source 44 Security. All right, welcome back, everybody. And I think this is the moment that I've been looking forward to. And I think I can, I think the, the gentlemen in the room probably share the same sentiment as me. We have our third and final guest for this episode. We made a brief introduction earlier in the episode uh, regarding Well Health, its acquisition of Source 44 Security and Sykira. So we're going to bring the gentleman to the forefront who is responsible for what has taken place over the last. I'd say about what, nine months uh, from the start of Sykura and uh, Source 44 Security. CEO, Hamid Shabazi. Do I have you there, Hamid? You sure do. Thanks a lot for having me on. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. As you know, Gerard is here. Paul is here. Peter, who you've been uh, in contact with. What we wanted to do a little bit today, because I, I think for most part, I, I want you to take a little bit of time and, and, and I hope you're, you're okay with it. Give us a little bit of background. Your background, I guess, from a business and personal perspective, whatever you care to share with us would be great. And then we'll move on to obviously well health, where well health is going. The most important question today: Why cybersecurity for well health? Yeah, does awesome. that work? That's a, that's a great lineup. Awesome. I'll, uh, uh, you know, I'm excited to dive in. Uh, first, a little bit about me. Yeah, I. I studied civil engineering, um, so nothing to do with any of the stuff that I'm doing today. But, you know, it was a great education. Engineering is all about problem solving. Uh, I grew up in a, you know, Persian family and, and you know, they, they give you a choice, you know, want to be a doctor or an engineer. And my, my father was a doctor, uh, sorry, a, an engineer. Um, and, uh, uh, well, he was a doctor of philosophy in engineering. So he got his doctorate in, uh, at Berkeley. And I always looked up to him. And, and the truth is, I, I really wanted to just be a businessman and an entrepreneur. That, that I felt that pull and that passion of, of starting businesses and, and you know, at, at a very young age. And really what, what happened for me is, is I, I felt that the engineering path was the closest path to get into entrepreneurship. And really just since the day I, I graduated from school, had been a lifelong uh, entrepreneur. And uh, 
there's sort of three ventures that I've been involved with. One was uh, the first business that I that I started, which uh, uh, it was called InfoTouch, then turned into TO. We changed its name, and uh, and that was a company that was sold to PayPal about four years ago. Um, and then there's another company that I helped start called Broadband TV, which is um, a listed company on the TSX. It's probably the largest online video influencer platform in the world. Um, does over 40 billion views a month. The theme for me has always been about tech enabling stuff. So at TO, we tech enable payments. At BBTV, we 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 are tech enabling um, influencers and online video and media. And and obviously with Well, uh, the theme is tech enabling healthcare and after after Tio, I really wanted to be in a business that was about um, aligning purpose and value and wealth creation. And so there was no bigger opportunity than healthcare in terms of of trying to make a a positive impact. And there's actually no bigger sector. You know, it's it's actually the biggest sector in every services economy practically in the whole world. And um and and the the big sort of aha moment was that of the 40 countries that have modern medical systems in the world. Canada was anomalously low. It was it was it was ranked in the last quartile, and there was all kinds of different studies. And every study you kind of looked at, you found that it was it was counterintuitive because you know we are such a digital society here um, in 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 Canada, but we we have a, a very fragmented healthcare system uh, that does very well in, in a lot of respects, but was not very well prepared for for digitization and modernization. It just felt like an outstanding opportunity for a company that would be creating cohesion through a capital allocation model um, to to be able to to pull together assets, connect the dots, and and uh, try to create integration and and uh, and digitization. Because really, the world, you know, ninety plus percent of the world of technology is all about integrating uh, and 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 having data systems workflows kind of communicate across. Various different systems and platforms, and and that's really one of the biggest things that w- that was lacking in, uh, in in Canada, and still is. You know, it's it's this is a a big journey that 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 we're on. Maybe maybe going to 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 why cybersecurity. Well, is all about. I mean, if you think about us, we have six business units, um, and each one is really focused on the future of healthcare. You know. Uh, there's there's a, there's there's kind of an industrial logic associated with each one. So for example, on on the clinic side, we're all about digitizing and modernizing that clinic experience that that you've been to, um, and 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 making it more digital, allowing you to you know uh, create that appointment online and potentially see that person that that physician online. And if you have to come in, have a more digital experience so that you don't have to wait you know as long as you do. Maybe you can just sort of be paged through mobile and, and all kinds of dig- different digital patient engagement. And that's what we've done, actually. And we're really proud of the fact that we have used digital effectively and transformed those clinics. Um, and then, of course, electronic medical records have have tons of data. And we are um, a big provider of those in, in, in one of our business units. But each one. And, and so when you go to cybersecurity, our view is that this is a major theme in, in the future of healthcare because as more and more of this data comes online, it is the most valuable data in the world and it will need to be protected. And our view is that there's a massive opportunity to help this industry mature and to protect uh, this data and, 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 and provide you know, an excellent opportunity for, uh, for shareholders to have exposure to this, to this trend. And so we know 
um, the assets that we've purchased so far, which are Secure and Source 44, are are doing more than healthcare. But we also we also know that this is, and we're and we're very happy with that, and we hope they continue to serve different sectors and 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 help protect data all over the place. But we we are thrilled about the opportunity that they have in terms of growing their healthcare focus um, and the burgeoning demand for these services. All right, thanks for that, Hamid. So let me ask you. So now that uh, you know we've touched on a little bit of cybersecurity and sort of where your interests were, uh, you know, where the, your interests lay, and 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 what you've kind of done for a while up until now, there have been a handful of acquisitions since December first, which is when Source Forty Four Security became part of the Well family. Uh, where 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 do you see this now moving forward? What are the plans for Well from a health perspective? I know there was that big announcement uh, into the move into the U.S. not too long ago. So where's, where do you see this, your visions, I guess, at this point? What can you share with us? Yeah, I, listen, I think you're going to continue to see um, more M&A, more corporate development. And, and each one of these business units, in our view, can I- independently be a multi-billion dollar company. That's how big we're sort of looking at this. And otherwise, it does to us, it does not qualify to be a business unit. So it's a really big deal for us when we um, when we mint a new business, you know, when we establish a new one. And, and so, um, and, and, and that's why it's so important. And we're thrilled to have great leaders like, um, you know, like, like, like Peter, uh, the CEO of, of Source 44, because it's, it's, it's awesome to have, you know, those, those hard charging, you know, founders and, and, and creative business people, you know, involved in this mission. And, and I, you know, I, I think the future of, whether it's the security division or other divisions in the company, is more assets, more growth, likely international expansion, more exposure to the United States. Um, obviously, again, the U.S. market is so big, so deep, so rich, um, so much opportunity, and so underprotected. When you look at uh, data, um, uh, you know, healthcare data. Healthcare is the most breached industry, to my knowledge, in the United States, and 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 and. Uh, um, so, so the opportunity to, to, to get in there and, and be helpful, especially in, in big channels like, you know, th- th- this, the CRH deal that we're doing where we're acquiring a company that provides products and services to over 3000 GI doctors, um, and 70 plus, uh, ambulatory surgical centers. And, uh, you know, that, that to us is, is just an incredible, um, opportunity to help digitize and protect data for a group of, of physicians who are, you know, it, it's it's not really the first thing that they think about when they get up in the morning is, is their data. And every it's 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 unlikely that we see any any clinics. Um, we're very surprised when we find a clinic that 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 has protected their data adequately. Let me just say it that way. Um, sorry, Peter, I think you were gonna say something. Peter wasn't gonna say anything. I just wanted you to know when you mentioned his name, both of his hands went up, right? Like he, he was, you know, that fit, that runner at the finish line, his hands go up. I was like, there he goes. You mentioned his name, the hands are up. That's the only reason I'm on the call. I just needed a little ego, a little pat on the back and I'm okay. Love it. Let me ask you something. I, I mean, I, we're probably, you know, we've got a lot of information out of you. And we, I think from the Source 44 side, Gerard, Paul, and Peter will, will, will probably, uh, you know, um, mirror what I have to say, but we were, we were excited to kind of be part of the well health family. It was, it was a little different. I'd rather that than kind of being acquired by some of our competitors, uh, an IT company. Uh, I think, I think the first thoughts were, and that's why we asked were we're being acquired by well health. Uh, we're not taken over by another IT company. Like what's the drive here? What's the vision here? So that was probably 
the one part, and I think that we wanted to ask, and you've kind of asked that. So here's my last question for you, and then I'm going to leave you to these guys over here. So I've read up about the engineering education within the family. You mentioned that earlier. A lot of the things that you have done have been tech-related, so you've been tightly tied to that sort of uh, uh, vision with tech. But I also did read about your coin term, impactpreneur, not an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Maybe you elaborate a little bit on that for me, because that, 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 that term was kind of tied to you in something I did read and what you kind of meant when you sort of created that word versus an entrepreneur. Yeah, I really appreciate you asking about that. It's a really area of, uh, of, of, of sort of strong interest and passion for me. And, and, and listen, to me, like entrepreneurship, if it doesn't do something positive for the world, it, 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 it's never really felt like people should be able to call themselves an entrepreneur unless they're doing something that, that has a positive impact. But of course, the word is so used and is so diluted that, that, that unfortunately, you know, people that aren't doing positively impactful things um, often, you know, call themselves entrepreneurs um, just, just, just because they took business risk. I think that relates to the sort of Webster's Miriam definition. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> um, so to me, like, okay, well, then, then what is a word that can really reflect that positively? And, and to me, it, it was it was combining those words and, and reminding myself always that anything that we do um, that's creative, that's starting a business should should be purposeful, um, should carry positive impact associated with it. And so um, I created a holding company called Impactioner Capital, and I made uh, a bunch of, I've been making angel investments really for well over a decade now and, and I've got, I don't know, probably a couple dozen of them in there. And I even pulled together a quick website on it. And, and yeah, it, it, it to me, and, and, and I'd always just been the beneficiary of a lot of mentorship from great entrepreneurs. So I've always tried to kind of pay it forward as well um, and help other entrepreneurs. And, and what's, what's remarkable is that I, I just keep learning when I try to mentor people. <laughs> so You don't hear that often enough. I, I agree with you with people who kind of take that entrepreneur path and have certain visions for it and their definitions by it. But uh, yeah, it's very refreshing to hear that. And then the reasons and, and uh, your outlook on that for sure. I've, I've, I've said my little bit. I don't know if these boys want to chime in, but I'm going to thank you for your time. Uh, we're, we're very excited moving forward and talking to you and being connected to well health and, and, and more importantly to you. Uh, and things that we can learn from that front. Um, uh, talking to Sykura, which was a great little conversation we had earlier, intelligent uh, group that they have there, that was beneficial to me and hopefully whoever else is listening. So I'm going to thank you, Hamid, for your time, um, for sharing that information with us. And then hopefully we could talk soon. And uh, and I'm really hoping that we can all sit down at the same table sometime sooner. Peter, anything from you, Gerard? Uh, I won't take up any, any more of your time. Thank you so much, thank Hamid. Thank you so much, guys. Really appreciate it. And we're thrilled to be working with all of you. and. Uh, super excited about the road ahead. You're a first class group. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, Peter here, Hamid. Uh, for me, nothing really to add. Just uh, just a thank you. Thank you for coming on the call um, and letting uh, Jim talk your ear off. Uh, these boys started this podcast, I think, a couple months ago, really, right? This is like the third episode or whatever, maybe. Uh, and uh, yeah, just thanks for your time. And we're always looking forward to working with you. Thanks so much, Peter. Uh, again, I, I can't wait till we break some bread together in Toronto and, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's again. Or Vancouver. We're, we're, we're more than happy to come out to Vancouver. We are more than happy to come to the West Coast to see BC <laughs> again, for sure. Okay, have a great day, guys. Thanks very much, Holly. Okay. Awesome. Thank Bye. you. All right, and that wraps up another episode of All Things Being Cyber. 
we just want to take a quick second to thank all of our guests today for uh, coming on and sharing their insights about their respective companies. Peter Yanoulis from Source44 Security, Ian Patterson and Melissa Kultar from Sykura, and last but certainly not least, Hamid Shabazi from Well Health. Thank you very much for joining today. As always, if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a like, uh, rating, or uh, subscribe. Tell a friend. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to us at podcast at source44.net. And finally, to wrap things up, I want to leave you with a little bit of a blooper. Something that uh, just didn't quite make the cut. Is, there a is that a question? Or is that, <laughs> that was a fucking statement. It was a statement. I, I think he had something in his head. It, 